Hello guys, thanks for joining us today on the Masters of Life podcast. I am your host, Christian, and I interview high performers from all walks of life. My goal is to share with you how they live with intention day in and day out. So without further ado, let's get it. Let's go right here on Masters of Life podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, our high performer today is originally from Russia, but has been calling Las Vegas her home since 2006. Lisa Golikova is a founder of the social media platform, Social Impact Las Vegas, where her goal is to unite local change makers through inspirational experiences and events. She has a vice chair position on the YNPN board of directors. She's a 2018 Jameson Fellowship cohort and a master's degree from UNLV and overall a freaking superstar. Lisa, thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? Hi, Christian. Thank you so much for this wonderful introduction. I'm very flattered, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, I love that you uh, giving us uh, a chance to share our stories, and uh, this is just a beautiful uh, project that you have going on. Thank you, and it's a complete honor on my part to get to interview you guys personally and then share your guys' experiences with everybody. So I want to start off with really getting to know you, um, an interesting fact about your family, your parents, your siblings, something that has really shaped who you are today. Well, thank you. Um, as you mentioned, I'm originally from Russia, and uh, I was born and raised there. I moved here at the age of 19, and I, was, uh, I grew up in a family of doctors. And doctors in Russia are the least, um, one of the least underpaid and undervalued positions. You um, start with minimum wage, and you really have to work your way up, and it's very hard to be a doctor in Russia. So um, my parents had to really work hard to provide for my brother and I, and I um, truly learned from them that nothing is impossible. It's uh, all about how much work you're willing to put into it, and um, that's what really has helped me throughout my personal journey and throughout my life. Have they? Are they still in Russia? Yes. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, uh, my dad passed away, but my mom is still in Russia. She does visit uh, uh, quite often, though. She comes here twice a year, and my brother lives here now, which is really great. In Vegas? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. I'm very sorry about your dad, but um, I'm Thank sure you. as you know, as you were growing up, your parents, um, they taught you different habits and skills, and I'm sure you've learned your own along the way. Uh, what habit or skill has really propelled you forward in your life? Perseverance would be probably the skill I uh, that helped me propel in life, that's for sure. And um, gratitude is another skill. And uh, really being appreciative of the chances you're giving and following through with what you said you would. And like Nelson Mandela said, um, it's all, it always seems impossible until it's done. And I am a big believer in that. Uh, everything that you set to achieve is doable. Um, and there is no impossible dream out there as long as you set your mind to it. Yeah, I mean, we there's this uh, common story about the four-minute mile and how people didn't think that it was possible to break it until you didn't even know that it was impossible to break it. Just like babies didn't know that they couldn't walk and you don't stop them from walking. And so the, that's exactly right. I can't agree with you more. Yeah. And so it's really all a mind game. It's all a mindset thing that really helps people break records and become successful. So a lot of these 
successful people, they put out a lot of content out there. They put podcasts, books, influential, they're influential figures. Can you name a podcast book or influential figure that you go to and that you can recommend to our listeners? Well, Masters of Life, of course, by you. Hey, there it is. <laughs> and I always love to give a shout out to local podcasts first. So um, I've been here, here in Vegas since 2006, and I love our local community. I love what everybody is doing. And Las Vegas is just so much more than this trip. And uh, other podcasts outside of yours that I admire that are local are Leadership Looks Like, and uh, then the second one is Wild and Free. And the third one that I know of is Socialista. So these are the four local podcasts that I admire. And on the global scale, uh, my favorite podcast is The Tim Ferriss Show. Um, and uh, you're probably familiar with it, but he's doing what you are doing. He's interviewing high performers uh, on global scale. And then there is one more podcast that you might be familiar with because it's also very similar to yours. It's called Masters of Scale by Reid Hoffman, who is the founder of LinkedIn. So um, these are the two podcasts I listen to. And um, I, the, as far as the books go and inspirational leaders, uh, the three leaders that I absolutely admire are Richard Branson, Tony Shea, and Simon Sinek. And uh, the favorite books that I have read happen to be their books. <laughs> so um, it's Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, and then Richard Branson's autobiography, uh, which has two books it's, uh, with funny names. It's Losing My Virginity and Finding My Virginity. And as you know, one of his most popular uh, and world-known brands is Virgin. So that's, that's how this whole virginity came into play in the name of the book. But I uh, would definitely recommend these books and just getting to know these leaders, following them on social media. Um, Richard Branson is very active on social media and uh, Simon Sinek is too. And you, it just changes your perspective on things. It just changes and builds um, leadership skills in you that you didn't maybe know that you had and just really um, changes your mindset. Yeah. I mean, I want to touch on uh, Richard Branson. I follow him on social media and man, all I see is him having fun. I don't see anything about his businesses. I just see him at the beach or playing tennis. He's living the life. And I think that, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, it's crazy. And I don't know who said it, but someone said he is the most fun billionaire that they've ever met. And I don't remember who said it, but all those books. And I think I want to let our listeners know this is that if you start reading books of these successful peoples, of these entrepreneurs, you start to notice a habit. You start seeing different things that these people are doing to be successful. And you kind of just connect those dots so that you can incorporate it in their life. The, exactly. Yeah. And the podcasts, I do listen to all those podcasts. Um, I am going to put a link to all those podcasts in the show notes for everybody to get. And then have you heard of the podcast Entrepreneurs on Fire by John Lee Dumas? No, I actually have not, but that's going to be a podcast I'm going to listen to after uh, we are done with our recording. Yeah. And I, I'm not getting paid for this, but I do want to give a shout out to that podcast because he started that podcast. Um, it's called Entrepreneurs on Fire. And what he does is he interviews 
an entrepreneur that is succeeding every day. So you know how we do podcasts, we release an episode once a week, once a month. He does it every day and creates content. Wow, that that yeah, that's amazing. I know. We're gonna love it. All right. So I kind of want to segue here into you know, the common society definition of success, which is money. Um, what advice do you have on money do you, uh, for people that are just starting out, starting to make some real cash? Well, um, I guess the main advice is don't waste it on things that depreciate, right? Don't go out there and buy yourself a Gucci bag or um, don't go out there and start looking at expensive cars when you're just starting to make that money, right? Think about ways of investing this money in yourself, in, in your experiences, in your memories, in your future, or in your business if you're, if you're starting to make real significant money from your business. You know, think about reinvesting. Um, and just as far as things that depreciate, um, you will not remember later in life all this material things that you buy you will remember memories that you created you will remember how you gave back what you did for your family what you did for the community um and uh i think it's just it's just very important to understand that and if um i also think it's important to surround yourself with those whose values you admire and with those who are don't have materialistic values <laughs> That is also very helpful. Um, you know, one of, one of the most successful uh, billionaires uh, out there, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or even Tony Shea. I mean, they're walking around wearing T-shirts and jeans. Uh, Bill Gates the same way. I mean, Richard Branson, Simon Sinek, everybody, all the successful people. But you don't see them showing off with anything um, that's, uh, you know, anything materialistic. So I think we should all follow um follow that and and try to be better and not give in into those um uh again i don't want to say it again but materialistic values right that uh will not be valued over time yeah and i want to touch on a point there um surround yourself with people that aren't like that you know because then you start trying to compete with your quote unquote friends, right? You, I want a better car, Correct. I want better clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's very important. And it just, there's so many, you know, and sometimes, and I actually want to really quote this uh, wonderful saying that I actually just saw uh, today. And uh, um, it, it, it goes as sometimes we don't need to wait for someone to make space for us at their table because we have the power to make space for others at our table. So if the uh, people who surround you, right, if they, you know, don't have values that you have, right, or if, um, you know, it just feels like you just, you know, maybe can't connect with them anymore, you know, build space at your table for others, for those who have values like you do, uh, for those who will uh, support you throughout your journey and who will understand where you're coming from. I think it's very important to understand that there's just so many people out there, so many um, connections that you can go out and make. You are, uh, and I guess there's another thing, right? You are confined within the walls you build yourself. I mean, everything that you, uh, um, you know, get in this life is that what either what you, do, you know, is what you settled for, really, right? 
So I don't think you should settle for anything that's undermining your values. Yeah, it's like it's like school or high school. You don't have to sit at the cool kids table and you don't have to sit at the uh, table with all the popular kids if that's not where you want to be. You don't got to fit in. Yeah, that's, be yourself that's a great it. analogy. Yeah, thank you. And so really, like you said, I want to, it's kind of a good segue into relationships. You know, when you came here to America, um, I'm sure the transition, and I want you to talk a little bit about that, but how do you build strong relationships? Well, um, I was very fortunate to come to America um, and meet my husband here. So I uh, have so much respect for those who move here by themselves, who just, you know, want that change in life and just decide to move to another country um, because it's really not easy. I, um, I probably wouldn't be able to really go through this if my husband wasn't there for me and he still continues to be uh, by my side and support me in all of uh, my endeavors and so do I uh, for him. But um, it, I did not have anybody but him. I didn't have any family here. I didn't have any friends. I did speak English because I learned it at school. But um, Russian and American cultures are so different. And um, there was just so much adjustment that I had to do and so much that I had to learn to um, be able to start making friends, to be able to start making meaningful connections and build business relationships. So uh, it definitely was not easy, but one of the, I guess, what I, the value that I always follow is just be a genuine and open communicator, be a grateful communicator. Uh, if you meet somebody, get to know them, uh, you know, be humble, don't brag about what you do, don't show off about, you know, your achievements, uh, get to know a person you are meeting first. And see how you can, what you can do to help that person, you know, maybe to, maybe they need an extra motivation or maybe they, there is help that you can give when it comes to, uh, you know, them succeeding. Just see what you can do before asking for something uh, in return and be a genuine friend that follows through uh, your promises. And if you say something, you know, do it. If you said you will show up show up right be a person who um, anybody can rely on and build relationships uh, build building a full relationship with not just those who you aspire to be like but also those who maybe haven't achieved as much as you have achieved right don't undermine those relationships don't think that you're you know better than others just because you are maybe one step above um, so and just be grateful for the chances that you are being given if uh, somebody refers you or somebody introduces you to somebody, just make sure to show that gratitude. And gratitude is really the main value I live by every day. That's good. And, you know, there's this quote that says, you can get what you want if you help enough people get what they want. And I think that goes with being genuine, having that gratitude of helping people. And it, it goes a long way. I mean, I don't know whether you believe in karma or juju, whatever it's called, but I think that if you do the right things, the right things will happen for you. And that's not saying that's why you should do them, but I'm saying that good things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. And like you said, accountability. You know, we have, I'm in business to business sales, and so 
we have long processes for patients and account relationships. And really, if you, you always keep an open communication, you, there's no such thing as over communicate. That's what my manager always says. And I think that's along the lines of what you're saying. Correct. And I agree. And I also want to add that if somebody doesn't appreciate your genuine and graceful approach and that don't, don't let it discourage you, there will be people along the way who you will not be able to connect with. And it's okay. Um, You know, because people, these people probably don't have the same values. They are probably not following uh, the same journey in life. They don't have uh, the same aspirations as you do, and you really want to be careful about uh, choosing your surroundings, personal and business. It's just very important to align with people who you feel aligned with. Yeah, I completely agree because there's there's so many people out there, you know, really good people, and they keep trying to change others that really, like you said, they're not on the same path. They don't have the same vision. So it's sometimes not worth your time to change people that you want to be in your circle when they don't want to be themselves. So that's right. So, you know, you've been through a lot, you know, I know you came back, you came to the United States from Russia, you, but you said you were good with English, but you also came to a town where it was just you and your husband. You didn't know a lot of people. You're starting new projects. You're starting businesses. I'm sure you've had many difficult situations. Um, and challenges. How do you stay motivated after having those difficult situations? I think it's it's important to have to work on a project or a business or a job that you really love and admire, that you're passionate about. I think uh, having a passion about your project or business is what really motivates you in return. I'm also an extrovert, so I love getting my energy from people. I love attending various events, and that's what my uh, you know, social impact LV platform is about, right? It's about inspirational events here in Las Vegas that you can attend where you can unite with local change makers, right, who are on the same page as you, feed ideas to each other, brainstorm, work on uh, the same projects, volunteer together, right, give back together. So, um, you know, really important to have that when you trying to, you know, get that motivation back is to have uh, people who support you, who are, are aligned with your vision and to just really continue to have passion about something that you're working on. So I want to kind of branch off that question then is, is there something that you do that de-stresses you? Um, you know, I love nature. I love um, hiking. I love volunteering. And one of the best things about volunteering is that you really get to meet people again who are on the same page with you, right? Who are also willing to give back and who are willing to, you know, spend their free time, um, you know, by giving back to the community. So those three things, I think, would be something that I really enjoy doing. Um, and uh, uh, Las Vegas has so many opportunities for that. So and I'm really grateful that I live in this town that uh, has gained such a strong community feeling over the years. Man, I'm going to stick to nature as just like looking outside. I'm not a fan of uh, all that stuff. But I do love the volunteering and I do love... Um, the feeling you get when you volunteer and that, that distresses me too, you know, doing things yes. for others and just kind of separating yourself from the busy work life. I agree. So the, that kind of um, brings us to the point where, you know, we do things for others and we, you know, create a legacy for ourselves. 
but what does what does being significant mean to you? Uh, you know, I uh, I don't want to be repetitive, but I want to go back to giving back. You know, being able to give back uh, is what significance means to me. And um, you know, giving back to your family, giving back to your friends, giving back to the world, giving back to the society, and um, not necessarily um, oh, giving you know donating money because you can give back without uh, donating money, right? You can give back every day by volunteering, as we just discussed. But um, I think that's what significance really is for me and when you um set this as your goal as you, you know as the point of being significant in life it's very easy to achieve and as you mentioned before when you do give back you get this you know you get this feeling back in a way right you, you it just makes you feel good about uh what you accomplished it makes you feel good about yourself about you know people you meet so that's what significance really is, is just, you know, and as I, you know, as I grow in my career journey in life, I'm just grateful to be able to share uh, experiences that I went through with others who are just starting uh, right now. Uh, and that's, again, that's another way of giving back. So that's, that's um, I guess, would be the definition of significance for me. Yeah. And I mean that we have, we have so many people in our lives that have, done what you're saying that are significant to us that have impacted us that have given back to us is there somebody that gave you an opportunity that really set you up for success or took a leap of faith Mm -hmm. on you um so yes uh definitely um you know both events happened there were people who gave me opportunities and there was an event i guess an event would really be me moving to a different country and starting from scratch right starting, you know, building everything from scratch. Um, And um, that's what really opened my eyes and really um, taught me how to adjust, you know, what skills to develop, um, how to build those meaningful relationships. And, uh, you know, I was 19, so I didn't really have, you know, that big of knowledge as far as um, you know, how, how to do any of that. So, and it definitely, you know, didn't happen overnight. I mean, it took me years. I, I feel like I, uh, you know, keep on learning, uh, still as I go and there's just still so much I want to learn. And, and so, um, just so, so many things out there that I want to explore. So, I guess, you know, moving to the States was really, um, you know, that event that, um, you know, changed me and, and really opened my horizons. And as far as, um, you know, people who gave me chances, I mean, just starting from uh, my first corporate job when I interviewed um, and when I wasn't getting a call back and I called back and I just, you know, I asked, you know, why I wasn't getting that call back and and I got a funny answer in return it was because of my accent right and uh, I still laugh till this day that I was able to convince that person with that accent to give me a chance right and uh, you know and just to just really uh, you know give me a chance to show them that you know it's not going I mean and this is like a it's really like a silly example I guess but that's how you know my corporate career started back in the day 
And, uh, you know, as it progressed, you know, I was able to, you know, grow into managerial managerial role and into uh, an executive role just by, you know, persevering, being, um, you know, having perseverance and by just, uh, you know, following through, you know, what I said and just uh, delivering on my promises and, um, you know, when it was not so much about my accent anymore, right? It was just about skills and knowledge that I was sharing and that I acquired. And uh, another example that I want to share is uh, it actually happened not too long ago. So in 2017, when I um, finished my master's degree at UNLV, I um, was attending one of the um, campus events. And I met this wonderful person, uh, Rachel Wenman. She um, used to be a co-founder of Urban Seed, and now she has her own venture called Grow. Um, so she was involved in the nonprofit world because Urban Seed had um, Urban Seed Foundation, and I really was getting involved in the nonprofit world. I wanted to. Um, you know, open my own nonprofit that would uh, specialize in, you know, that would fight against uh, uh, environmental issues and pollution and uh, um, air pollution especially. And I wanted to really get involved in those circles and really understand what it takes to open a nonprofit and what it's like. And I attended that event where she was talking about it and you know, I came up to her and I shared my aspirations with her and she recommended me uh, to the Jason Fellowship that you mentioned uh, during my introduction earlier. Uh, so it's a program for nonprofit leaders here in Las Vegas. And it's a really nonprofit leaders of like high caliber. I was really, uh, when I just so grateful that I got accepted. And at the point of my acceptance, I only had my, uh, nonprofit incorporated, but I didn't have my nonprofit status yet. So, um, and they, you know, they still accepted me. They still gave me the chance. And it's just this wonderful year long program where you get to work with nonprofit leaders um, from local community together, uh, where you get to know what, you know, what everybody's working on. You get to have, you get to have like mutual projects together. And it was just a really great learning experience for me that really helped me um, understand and learn uh, nonprofit niche here in Las Vegas. And I'm just, you know, I'll be forever grateful to Rachel for, you know, just listening to my idea and for recommending me. And, you know, I, I did have to fill out an application. So I, it's not, you know, it wasn't just, oh, you know, you here, you know, accept her. No, I uh, did have to fill out an application. I did have to go through that process. So, and I, you know, I took it very seriously. So that's kind of like another advice I want to give to the listeners, right, is that don't, uh, you know, again, be grateful. Don't take chances that you're given lightly. And just, uh, I feel like I've said it several times throughout this podcast, but let's just follow through, uh, you know, with what you what you promised to do, what you said to do. You know, if you recommend it somewhere, don't just, uh, you know, write one sentence application and, you know, hoping that your con your now uh, connection will, you know, help you get through. Like, no, still give it, give it your all, right? Like give it, um, you know, really show, and it, it really has to do with anything in life. You know, if you're, you know, maybe applying for a job or if you want to be a part of the group, just, 
show your, uh, uh, you know, how much you really want to be part of that group, how you really want that job or uh, how you really want an opportunity. Uh, don't just, uh, you know, don't take things for granted. Just uh, be prepared to work for them. Yeah, and I think that applies to all part of your life. I mean, it doesn't have to be with opportunities. I mean, give your all to, you know, your family, your friends, your marriage, um, just things like that. I mean, I don't get why people, excuse my language, like half-ass anything, <laughs> right? I mean, what, well, you know, that's actually, thank you for saying that. That's exactly the word I wanted to say really bad, but <laughs> <laughs> you said it for me, so thank you. And you are absolutely right about relationship. You know, it, it really applies to anything. I mean, marriage, you know, friendship, family, just like you said, I, I again, I can't agree with you more. So I want to take a back step here because what is what is nonprofit incorporated? What what does that mean to be that? Well, so basically, before applying for nonprofit status, you first have to start a corporation. So you can't um, start an LLC and have it and and then apply for a nonprofit status. It has to be a corporation. So uh, you know, just an entity that is necessary uh, to get your file. 501c3 status later. Um, so you apply for that first, and then you apply for your nonprofit status. Um, so it depends on how uh, how big your nonprofit is going to be. If uh, you know, if you want to start small, uh, you know, application is significantly smaller, and uh, it tends to get processed faster. If you are starting big and you're expecting a lot of donations towards your cause, application is a lot um, longer and takes a lot more time and effort to complete. Um, and then um, you know you have to wait for. Um, I think right now it's just average is a year. Um, you have to wait to get your nonprofit status, and then you can start operating. So it's just a, this waiting game in between. So oh, I didn't. I just put a, yeah. Oh man, I thought you could just start a nonprofit. That's lack of education on my part there. But uh, okay, so I wanna <laughs> I wanna wrap up here. But you know, you mentioned it a lot about being grateful. But I want just in a nutshell, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for the chances I've been given, um, and I'm grateful for being for having an ability to go after my goals and after my aspirations and having that ability sometimes just means, you know, being able to walk, being able to talk, you know, to see, to hear, to write. This might sound, you know, cheesy and, uh, but it's true. You know, we're all capable of anything we want to achieve in this world. You know, I, if nothing else, I want, you know, the listeners, to, uh, you know, really take away uh, that there is nothing out there that they can't achieve, right? Um, and if there is something that they think they can achieve, they should probably, you know, rethink that and really, you know, look at the reasons why they think they can't achieve something very carefully and more closely because um, the world is full of opportunities and also, I think it's important to uh, differentiate an idea that you want to monetize and the idea that um, you want uh, to bring you money. I read a great article on that not too long ago, and I think nowadays 
um, a lot of um, it, it's like almost a business cult that exists. Everybody wants to have their own business. Everybody wants to, you know, have something of their own, and they're looking down. Uh, I mean, when it comes to working for somebody, but it's not always the case. You know, you can have a, a corporate career where you love what you do, where you're working on, you know, large projects, and you know, able to make a bigger impact. And sometimes when you open your business you realize that you enjoy doing that more as a hobby, you know, than uh, making money off of it. So when, before you, um, you know, start thinking about a business to uh, open, think about doing it every day, you know, doing what this business entitles every, every day, and just um, really think through if it's going to make you happy. And maybe, you know, try doing something like this in the beginning, you know, for um, no compensation. You know, if you want to be a graphic designer, well, maybe try to first, uh, you know, do some design for free, right? And don't just jump into uh, creating an OC and, uh, um, you know, starting a business right away. Just try it out first. See if that's the idea you want to monetize. And there is nothing wrong with, you know, working with somebody and building career in the corporate sector. Um, so I just want, uh, you know, listeners to, you know, maybe rethink that if they're just stuck on this idea of opening business and maybe not knowing which way to go or what to open. Well, it, you know, it's okay. It, it, it might just come to you later on when you, um, you know, develop more uh, skills, when you gain more knowledge and, uh, I mean, I I once wanted to become a lawyer, you know, and right now I can't even picture myself practicing law. Law is just so opposite of what I would want to do, <laughs> you know, right now. So just, you know, wait it out. Sometimes it's okay to not know, you know, it, it will come to you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that a lot of people who want to start a business, sometimes they're not totally unhappy with where they're at, but they start creating this life that they have with a job that makes them think, Oh, I don't want a boss. I want to be my own boss. And they make themselves miserable. You know, they, they, they try to find excuses of why they want, why they hate their job. And I, I want to quote Tony Robbins here where he says, you know, take trade your expectations for appreciation, right? I mean, there's so many people out there that don't have the skills that other people have that might not be able to perform the job that you perform. And obviously you want more, but it's important to realize that maybe you're in a good place and you don't necessarily have to go all in into a new venture. Um, you know, just, just be happy where you're at and then strive for more. Um, so That's exactly right. I, I agree with you, Christian. And this is like, I feel like it's a perfect ending and perfect quote that you just uh, mentioned to this episode. I mean, I love Tony Robbins. Like he's, he's the man. That's going to be the end of it, but I do want you to uh, have a chance to tell the, the listeners a little bit about your projects, a little bit about your business, um, and where can they connect with you and find out more about you? Yes, thank you. Thank you for giving me this chance. So uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by handle Social Impact LV, and my website is socialimpactinc.us. And uh, I'm still working on the nonprofit that I mentioned, still still working on that, but it is in the works. Uh, 
So also, um, I serve in the vice chair position on YNPN Board of Directors. And what YNPN is, it's, uh, it stands for Young Nonprofit Professionals Network. And it's a really great uh, nonprofit organization to be a part of. Yeah, there are several chapters around the United States, and um, I'm, uh, I'm a part of Southern Nevada chapter here. And uh, what we do is that we uh, provide a local nonprofit, and not just nonprofit, but also community uh, leaders and community change makers with um, ways of, of professional development and growth. And we host different events with um you know local leaders as well so uh you can learn more about those events on ynpn southern nevada.org um yeah and i look forward to updating everybody on the nonprofit projects once it's up and running uh but um you know i uh, as of uh, right now still in the works so and christian thank you so much for you know giving me this chance to share my story uh, it's, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, listening to stories of others, uh, other um, leaders on your podcast. Well, guys, that wraps up today's episode of the Masters of Life podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining us, and I hope you took really valuable notes. Take action, subscribe, share, let people know, and we'll see you again next week. Let's get it. Let's go right here on the Masters of Life podcast.